What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Recap. Uh, Matt was just asking me what I'm drinking. I've got a Chardonnay. Matt's got a bottle pop. A 2018 Sonoma County Chardonnay Camp. They're part of the uh, 1% for the Planet Club. Chardonnay's white wine. Yes, it is for, for any of you unsophisticated freaks out there. I'm not. Oh, so I'm unsophisticated freak. I don't really. Uh, you knew what it was. Uh, you're, you, that's true. You, I don't love white wine. I think white wine is uh, probably one of the worst alcoholic beverages there are. Wow. Sh- shots fired. <laughs> Have you ever had Malort? No. Is it good? Should I try it? Uh, no. Then you you will change your uh, you will change your mind on the worst alcohol ever. Oh, it's the worst <laughs> alcohol. I I uh, no. There's definitely worse alcohols. What's the licorice one? Uh, licorice. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Jaeger. Yes. Fuck Jaeger. Jaeger. I, like, I'm not a fan of Jaeger. Anyway, I'm drinking Aberlour, which is uh, single malt scotch. Got it as a gift. So cheers to the guy who got it for me as a gift. It was a birthday present. But. Awesome. We, dude, we're getting a lot of... Are you seeing the Twitter engagement right now on the tweet we sent? Yes, I am. Should we save that? We'll We'll save it for later. Um, I'm more of a wed, red wine drinker when I drink wine. Oh, myself as well. I'm a uh, cab snob. I love Pinots and cabs, yeah, Zins. Go. But you know what? This bottle of Chardonnay was open. It's only 4.30 here on the East Coast. And I'm going to ease oh, into same it. Same time here. <laughs> that's, uh, that's one of my favorite. Uh, I come from a, a family of, of red wine drinkers, and my aunt has been known to say that uh, that she likes to ease into white wine because it doesn't it doesn't have as much alcohol, which is completely false. It's just like a, she believes it's like lighter. It doesn't get her as drunk. So um, I'm using it. I think that's it. like it's kind of true, but it's not not a scientist. It's just 12.5% alcohol by volume. So Yeah, but I, it's definitely more peppy than red wine. It's true. Yeah. I think the most peppy is tequila and mezcal. Yes, tequila gets me very, very. You know? uh, and the hangover is not bad either. No. Well, the hangover depends on the... Uh, the amount you drink and when you stop drinking. And uh, if you're going to mix alcohols, make sure you start with the harder stuff first. I don't know if that's true. I think that's not <clears> real science. Beer before liquor. You've never been sicker. Liquor before a beer and you're in the clear. See, see, freaks, I told Marty in the middle of the bear market that we should have launched a second podcast that's just purely alcohol focused. And that this little riff right here is a perfect example of why I was correct. Yes. Maybe we'll do it one day. Um, I'm telling you. It's great for it's great for the bear market. Yes. All right, we got a lot of questions, uh, so we should jump into Clark's dashboard. Let's get this episode started. We're here. This is a Bitcoin podcast. We're talking about alcohol. Oh shit! It's a Bitcoin. Yeah, podcast. we should talk about Bitcoin every once in a while. You know, uh, according to Clark Moody, according to Clark Moody's Bitcoin dashboard, current price is ten thousand three hundred sixteen dollars. Uh, sats per dollar right now. If you buy a dollar worth of sats, you're going to get 9,694 sats. We're currently at block height 647,667. Wow. We just missed 666. That's a, that's a good omen right there. Uh, I mean, we had it. When was the last block? No, six minutes and 49 seconds was last block. We're only three minutes and 35 seconds into this episode. The block existed, Marty. That's all I'm saying. It did. It existed. Uh, there's been many of 666, so... <laughs> uh, I'm trying to th- do that number in my head It's not working uh, Currently the total capacity of the Lightning Network Is 1,062.5 Bitcoin uh, Bitfinex Lightning Node uh, Has 
86.72 Bitcoin why, why outbound capacity. We don't care about that stat. I don't know. Hey. Why do you care about that stat? They care about it more in the future. Um, our last on that stat. our last difficulty retarget was uh, not too long ago. It was uh, about a week and a half ago, I believe. And the next one is in 1,485 blocks. It's currently estimated to be on September 20th. And wow, huge, uh, I think huge difficulty uh, upward adjustment here. Uh, predicted to be around 11%. Blocks are currently coming in around nine minutes and one second, uh, which is a minute below the uh, the blocked, the 10 minute target. Uh, fees, 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 mempools light Marty, right now. What? We've had 648 block 666. So All right. Yes, that is what, yes. Super, super, yeah. Yes. 648. There you go, freaks. Bringing you the important stats. Um, yes, yeah, so there has been a 666. Or, yes, because you yeah, have to include. 648 times, because you have to include the first 666. Yes, yes, yes. 666, where the real OGs were. Yeah, that probably happened, what, in the first week? Or blocks yeah. came in pretty slow, right? The first. They were probably slow in the beginning, but they average 144 a day, right? Yes, they should, at least. Um, average. Right now, it's a good time to send some low, low fee, low fee transactions. If you're willing to wait a day, you can get them in for two sats a byte. Willing to wait a week, you can get them in for one sat a byte. Are you allowed to play in this, this uh, uh, fantasy league? Could be the last time we see a one sat per byte transaction go through. I don't know about that, but <laughs> at least in 2020, maybe I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know about that either. Anyway, yeah, I am playing in the fantasy league. My transaction did go through. Okay, good. Um, currently, Samurai it cleared on Sunday. It's been like clearing every Sunday. Yeah, it clears on the weekends. But one Sunday, it's not going to clear. You know, I like. I was feeling the FIFA mo. I was feeling it. It was real. I I still feel it. The mempool. It's only got three thousand three hundred thirty-two transactions in it right now. Yeah, but it, it heats quickly. It is true. Uh. Unspent capacity on Samurai Whirlpool is 1,484.17 Bitcoin. Uh, We've plateaued a bit. We have. We have. Um, but that's $15 million. That's not like a small-ass cluster. Fif- that's pretty 15.3 million. Sized. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ba, 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 ba. That's all we got. Uh, if you want to get a peek into when the next halving is. Uh, where is that? Yes. Right now, blocks are coming in at nine minutes. So if we keep this pace, the next halving will be in 2023, December 26th, the day after Christmas, 2023. Get two Christmases in a row uh, if you're a miner with low power production cost. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so should we do questions first or go into shout outs? Yeah, let's jump into shout-outs, because those are like questions that people actually paid for. Yeah, we should definitely do this first. We'll do the questions at the end. Yeah, let's throw the questions in. As it's, they they got to be like as time allows. Yes. the uh, This shout-out, Vake, I don't know what, what you're talking about here, because we've never had Christian Decker on the podcast. But a few months ago, during your podcast with Christian Decker, fake news, and his friend, at one point, Marty turned around and yelled, Matthew! I just want to know, did he pass out? Did he spill something on himself? What happened? I cannot recall. This is not vague. This is Phil who's been repeating this fake news. 
he 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 said it during the he said it during the live pod and when I was on his pod. It's signed Vake. I know, but do we have a f- boys with Vake? So he's just he's he's definitely just putting Vake there as the as the the kill man. Hey Phil, I don't appreciate your fake Vake. Look, Shout I outs. mean, this is clearly fake news. Like, show us the episode. They're, all the episodes are up there. There's, you know, over 200 hours of me talking about Bitcoin on whiskey. So, like, sh- show us the tapes. I, I, I remember my two most drunk episodes were the live episodes. It was the anniversary episode um, hosted by Iterative, uh, which was, like, in the depths of the bear market. And I got very excited, and I told people, uh, when they tuck their be- kid into bed at night, they should ask themselves if they had enough Bitcoin. And <laughs> and Chris from Iterative had to like coax me off the stage. And then there was the live episode in San Francisco where Marty had told me um, his beautiful wife was pregnant right before we started recording, well, like two hours before, and didn't tell anybody else. And I just was drinking through that whole fucking thing. And I was super excited. I got I got a little excited. And we hit the local top that day. Not to make any excuses, but those are those are my two most drunken episodes that, that I know of. So show us the tapes. Show Phil. us the goddamn tapes. I, God, I don't even want to think of my drunkest episodes. I've had quite a few. Bitcoin Sign Guy's first episode, we got really plastered because I forgot to hit record and we spoke for like 35 minutes and we had to go back and we polished off a bottle of vodka that episode. Yeah, they can't show the tapes for that one. Literally can't. They, they don't exist. Um the lost tapes. The lost tapes of Bitcoin sign guy. If only, if only we had them back. Um, shout out to Fake Vake for that fake news. Uh, I don't like. Thanks for the fifty dollars worth yes. of sats. <laughs> we, we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate the shout out regardless. Um, this is from the San Diego Citadel uh, at o underscore Kurt and Kurt has four R, so it's o underscore o h underscore k u r r r r t. Uh, shout out to all the people doing wrong so Matt can tell them to go fuck themselves. My favorite part of the show. <laughs> shout out to the future work of some freak who shares an edit of Matt's go fuck themselves clips. Uh, yeah, somebody going to clip out the go fuck themselves. I would love that clip. Uh, I appreciate you, freak. Shout out to Matt Marty's wives and girlfriends. Uh, we each only have one wife and one girlfriend, but I, I get what you're saying here. Uh, for sharing them with the freaks. Fiance. Fiance, that is true. That is true. What my wife and Matt's fiance, welcome to the club, bro. Uh, spend some fiat on some flowers, would you? Question: Would your significant other stack sats having never met you? Stay humble. Dicky. I do not think so. Uh, I think my lady absolutely would have because we started dating in the 2015 bear market, and as far as I'm concerned. Holding on to me from the 2015 bear market was like the biggest leverage long fucking Bitcoin play ever. Like she had she had more balls than I do, as far as I'm concerned. You know that she should have stayed a little bit more humble. Like I wouldn't have dated me in 2015 bear market. Yeah, my uh, my wife took a little bit more convincing. I don't know. Maybe hey, maybe she's gonna listen to this and be mad at me, saying I definitely would have stacked. So. I just yeah, there was there was a lot of brunches where I would talk about the uh, the the fragility of the financial system that ended in tears and uh, all I can say is the Bitcoiner wives are the ultimate hodlers. This is true. Okay, holding on to true freaks. She literally birthed a bent child. Yes, he's a goddamn great kid. 
uh, gave him his first well, while we're on the subject. Uh, That's why I always give Morgan Richard uh, a break, even though she's she's a big Bond proponent. Big Bond proponent. I'm sure she likes yeah. chairs, too. Uh, yeah, she's a huge chair proponent as well. Yeah, it's a shame she's married to Pierre in, in that regard. Uh Gave my son a first. He had his first nibble on a on a tomahawk steak today. He had his first encounter with meat, and he liked it a lot. From what I could tell, he couldn't couldn't express it other than smiles and and giddy laughter. But I, I think he liked Spread it. Spread it amongst the bitcoiners. <laughs> Baby Bent liked the meat. He does. He loves it. Uh, two more shout outs, freaks. Thank you for the shout outs. They've been bountiful the last couple of weeks. This is a shout out in honor of the fellow dirtbags out there. Y'all are appreciated, and it was a pleasure to meet you last weekend. Uh, I'm assuming two weekends ago at Bit Block Boom. Happy Steak Timber, and see you Friday. Skeef! Uh, P.S. Here's an enlightened quote from the courageous leader Fuck Marty Bent. Uh, I had a good thing going. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. And, uh, no, Bit Block Boom was great. Appreciate you all. It was incredible. And last but not least here, I'll chip in a bit more for the poem from the guy from last episode. If you guys don't <laughs> remember, uh, Anon Hoddle, I believe, was the was the handle, wrote a beautiful poem that I uh, beautifully orated on the podcast last week. And so here's the addition to that poem. Love from the soon-to-be banana republic that Scotland wants to be. I stack because my dad knew the malevolence of the old system, and I pin my flag to the new. I've got a couple of pals off zero, and I'm happy for that, even though they don't yet know, don't yet even understand why. Keep going, guys, and drink more whiskey. It's the only export we've got left. <laughs> we'll help support the Scottish economy as much as we can. We, Cheers. That's, I, I, I was supposed to visit. Uh, I'm, I'm going to visit when this all clears up. That's one promise that uh, we can confidently say that we will, that we will uh, follow through with, that we will be drinking scotch and hey to our scottish listens listeners out there thank you for listening to this particular freak uh with the shout out thank you for the addition to the beautiful poem and we should start a distillery (laughs) all right let's let's uh let's ease into things here do you know how to distill alcohol my opinion on s2f is if it is correct we should start (laughs) if it is that's that's my opinion on S2F. If any media wants to ask me my my opinion, that's the quote I'll give them. I feel awkward about S2F and like Ben and I talked about this on last week's episode. Yeah, it's like kind of scam corner. It's like I like it. I think it's a nice to have and like a nice <laughs> to point at. I don't think it's a nice to lead with. Like, hey, I think it's like, hey, well look, some dude put this model together and it seems to be following it. It's not like, hey, Bitcoin's gonna I don't feel strongly either way. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I think Bitcoin goes up over time with adoption. Yes, and halvings happening. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm generally in the same direction as S2F. I just don't, you know. Yeah. Like a fucking formula that just goes up to the right is is not not my style. But again, it's a nice to have. Look, if it's true, we'll we'll make a distillery in the Islays. I'm down. I'm in. Count me in. We'll build a citadel with the with the <laughs> distillery attached. Oh, there's definitely going to be a distillery or at least a winery in my my citadel. I've been citadel pilled, by the way, freaks. I got you. it's localism. Yes, localism. Uh, that'd be a great clip out. Like all the clips of us talking about citadels and localism, like through the whole 2020 crisis. Because that, I mean, and this was basically just one big year educating people on why it's why why people think that's going to be the result. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean. 
if any year has driven home the need for for citadels and the validity behind citadel theory i think 2020 is is that year you know what we're just going to get it over with this episode of rabbit hole recap is brought to you by good friends at the motherfucking cash you should know all about them. If you don't know about them, let me tell you a little bit about them. They're helping you stack sats, send sats, receive sats, and sell sats if you so please. And they've made sats the standard. We're not buying fractions of Bitcoin anymore. We're buying whole sats. On top of that, you can make uh, your sat purchases a cadence. You can DCA, dollar cost average into it, buy daily, weekly, bi-weekly, set it and forget it via the Cash App. On top of that, if you're playing on the stock market and stock market is something that you're interested in, uh, you can do that on the Cash App as well via Cash App Investing. And not only can you do that, you can stack slivers of stonks. Okay, you don't have to buy a whole stonk. If your favorite stonk's a little too expensive, you can buy as little as $1. Uh, because all this is connected to your bank account, there's a four to five day waiting periods. You can start investing today, stacking slivers of stonks and stacking sets today. Cash App may even be your bank account. They're offering account number and routing numbers for users. Uh, you can direct deposit your paychecks into the app. It's a new O-Bank, Neo-Bank, Neo-Bank, I think that might be the better term. Uh, you should know the Cash App Investing Subsidiary Square and member SIPC. As always, make sure you use the code stacking sats, S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10, and $10 is going to go to our great friends, our incredible friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Marty Zell. Um, <laughs> again, use the code stacking sats. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the cash app. Great friends. You're going to get $10. $10 is Owls Across. This episode's also brought to you by our great friends at Unchained Capital. Uh, they were the premier sponsor at Bitblock Boom, which we mentioned earlier this episode. And they've got uh, an incredible new service, a white glove service. We're going to give you freaks $50 off uh, the concierge package that Unchained is offering. Uh, a white glove service, if you will. Uh, when you use the code TFTC or tell them that TFTC sent you, you're going to get $50 off this $1,500 package. Um, and it it's basically multi-sig made easy with the help of an expert. So they have experts on staff at Unchain. They're going to walk you through the, the process. They're going to white glove, get you from zero to multi-sig. Uh, if you need it, they're going to get devices shipped to you. Uh, you're going to have multiple Zoom conversations. They're going to walk you through operational security. They're going to guide you through that. They're going to answer any multi-sig questions you may have. They're really there to help answer all this for you. And then on top of that, they're going to deposit $1,000 worth of Bitcoin into your vault. Um, so why not make your next Bitcoin purchase direct to a new multi-sig vault? And that's what Unchain wants to know. Uh, other sig- uh, and they hold their alcohol well. We just tested them out we, last week. We did. We did. They hold it very well. They hold it very well. Um so they're building a full suite of Bitcoin native financial services uh, via the platform, via their platform at loans and an OTC desk. So a one-stop shop, if you will, for Bitcoin financial services done using native security properties of multi-sig. Uh, additionally, uh, if you want to go check out the Unchained Twitter account, they're always answering questions and sharing uh, uh, new information about their products. So uh Go follow them on Twitter. Uh, I think it's Unchained Cap. Let me check right now. At Unchained Cap, yes. And uh, so go check it out. We're going to link to their concierge service in the show notes. So go check them out. And guess what, freaks? One more ad read. We got a new ad read this week. The Hash Rate Podcast. That's H A S H R 8 Podcast is Bitcoin Mining's best podcast. And they've recently kicked off 
a second season hosted by Wick Gibbs, who's actually been on this podcast before. I'd highly recommend you guys go check it out. The show focused on conversations and commentary from Bitcoin mining's key players. Uh, we've been on the podcast before, Great American Mining. They talk to a lot of pool operators, and mining is an area of Bitcoin that is very opaque to some people. And I, I really like the hash rate, but I listen to it myself because they, they really uh, help get a better understanding of what's going on in the mining aspect of Bitcoin, which, again, has been a bit of a black box in, throughout Bitcoin's history. So also, Hashrate puts out a free weekly newsletter to address the global asymmetry of information in Bitcoin mining. Uh, it's called Difficulty Adjustment. Researchers in North America, Europe, and Asia, Hashrate's Difficulty Adjustment succinctly delivers accurate and actionable info to your inbox every Wednesday morning. Make sure you subscribe and add Difficulty Adjustment to your weekly must-reads. If you head over to Hashrate's newly redesigned website, you can register for the newsletter, subscribe to the podcast, and stay current on all the major news in Bitcoin and mining. Uh, we're going to link to the website and the podcast in the show notes. Shout out to Hashrate Podcast. Uh, again, yeah, if you're interested in mining, go check it out. Welcome. Welcome to the welcome to the fam. Uh, yeah, and you were there's an episode of you on Hashrate, right? Yes, we uh, we did an episode, uh, Tom. Uh, my you guys shared episodes, right? You, uh, it's like a Blood Brothers. Yeah, we swapped, we swapped back and forth. Wit came on to TFTC, and you, you went on to Hashrate. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, Whip. So check those out, freaks. Whip brought a very delicious bottle of uh, Keller's with him uh, when we sat down. Very delicious whiskey. Let's jump into it, dude. We got a short list again. We we sent out a tweet on Twitter. Uh, that will add to this list. So I'm excited to get to that. It's getting crazy engagement. We've got something like 60 responses already. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with our proper list. Yes. And our proper and, list starts um, with something that, uh, you wouldn't know it based on all the drama on Twitter being about other things, but there was actually a Bitcoin vulnerability that was disclosed. Yes. This week. So CVE dash 2018 dash one, seven, one, four, five, this was patched two years ago, but was finally disclosed earlier this week. Uh, so basically, it and I believe it was a vulnerability that would enable a denial of service attack on any node running Bitcoin Core version 0.16.0 or version 0.16.1, Bitcoin Knots version 0.16.0, uh, Bitcoin version 1.0.0, um, anything. It was just anyone who pulled up upstream anyone who pulled downstream from core yes um and uh the yeah so like litecoin actually decred had had some issues with there because of, of bcoin but anyway none of that shit matters bitcoin vulnerability right introduced in 2017 you're right it, it it creates a denial of service situation um where you can basically like take down a node uh, that's what a denial of service is. People know about denial of services most commonly with websites. You can't access the website. It's because like a million different computers or servers are hitting are hitting that that server at the same exact time. Um, you know, like a botnet hitting it at the same time, and and, and that's what causes uh, the downtime. In this situation, it could also cause loss of funds because you can knock the Bitcoin node offline if it was affiliated with a Lightning public node. So anyone who is running, you know, a larger lightning public node, public lightning node could have been vulnerable to this if they didn't patch um, their Bitcoin core. Yeah. And if if watchtowers aren't sufficiently robust, which they aren't, um, they s they're not they're, they're like barely out. Yeah, exactly. 
apparently the, the, the big the big joke yeah right um yeah so this was this bug was introduced in um let me get the paper in uh get version 0.16.0 of bitcoin core and it was introduced on november 15th 2017 it's actually right after the the Bitcoin Cash hard fork, um, and that was pull. Rec- so a lot of shit was going on, and just got. <sighs> yeah. So, what do, what do we say here? Luckily, wasn't exploited. Obviously. Uh, yeah, it wasn't exploited. It was responsibly disclosed, which is fantastic to see. Yeah. So shout uh, out from someone on the purse.io team. Yeah. So shout out to Braden Fuller and Javad uh, Javed Khan, who who discovered this bug and responsibly. Re- reported it um so yeah it's, it's an interesting thing so how many more bugs it, that have been disclosed will we find out months and then the, years the projects now? in question they they fixed it pretending like the patch was unrelated yes um so that so that it doesn't because tr- the because the idea is the problem is like if you haven't updated you can still be attacked right um if, if you're in that window Right, so so it was only the the vulnerability only existed from November 2017 to June 2018. So if you had a Bitcoin Core installation between that period and then you didn't update past June 2018, then you're vulnerable still. Yes. So be aware if you're running any of those. This this is the scary shit about running a Lightning public node specifically, like a routing node on Lightning with public capacity because it's fucking hot. You know, it's it's hot and you're just. We're just waiting. Like, there's going to be a vulnerability, right? Like, I just... The only reason I know there hasn't been one that's been exploited is because I have public lightning routing node and my money is still there. But, like, that's, like, the worst... (laughs) It's the worst uh, way to know because I'm just, like, waiting. One day, it's just going to... I'm going to lose my money. I'm just going to come out on the power and be like, yeah, that vulnerability got exploited. Like, I know that for a fact. (laughs) Don't trust Verify. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. Luckily, it wasn't exploited, but this highlights, like we said, what do we have to highlight about this instance? Uh, the need for more review around Bitcoin Core specifically. Let's just roll it into. Let's just roll it into the shit that went over this earlier this week. Over the- before we before we get there, yeah, like it needs more review, and like it's on everyone. It's on. It's it's an open source project. We all can review it. We all can be paying attention here. Like, it's on all of us. It's not on a specific person, whoever fucking, you know, merged the pull request or, like, authored the pull request. Like, it's not on. It's not just on them. It's on everyone. If, if you haven't looked at it, myself included, then it's on you. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, and the subject that we're about to segue into highlights that as well. It's something that got merged three months ago. A simple changing of a variable name in a test suite within Bitcoin Core from blacklist to blocklist started a lot of controversy. Uh, I believe Matt and I are actually on opposite sides of this. Uh, Matt thinks it's a nothing burger. I think it is an instance that that could lead to a slippery slope. I just think two things. Uh, like first of all, um, it was three months ago. Uh, and it got merged and no one noticed. Okay. So like if Twitter wants to be fucking mad about it all together in a high mind way, three months later after not paying fucking attention to the open source process, like, so be it. 
Okay, those same people did not fucking bring up the actual vulnerability that got disclosed since then. You know, they've just been they they all fucking freaked out about the previous thing and didn't freak out about that. And then the second thing is the main issue that I think I agree here that that both I have issue with and and most of the detractors have issue with is that it becomes a denial of service of 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 core maintainers of of core developers and maintainers and everyone involved with the project that they have to keep dealing with this bullshit and it wastes their time but meanwhile it got merged without wasting pretty much anyone's time it was a, a like a a really inconsequential uh, merge that that mm. was was used on a test suite that like most most people like aren't fucking using and and it didn't waste anyone's time then, and instead, all the detractors that are worried about it wasting time wasted everyone's fucking time for the last two, three days over it, and like freaked people. Like it, like it caused drama and people like going back and forth. Like you accomplished the goal that you were worried about. Like the people that are like, oh, like a troll can just come in and just make everything go to shit in the fucking Bitcoin developer community. Like you proved their point. You did it for them. I see that. I can see that. I agree that there was a lot of time wasted and uh, like you never want to see people like Vladimir um, who's one of the lead maintainers saying that he he's thinking about walking away from Bitcoin for a little bit which he did say he's being a little bit emo there yes but uh, yeah, but I do and I do and that's what I so I tweeted I out on Saturday I just sent one tweet out about it. I said hey for a project that's supposed to be extremely adversarial I find it extremely disconcerting that that type of change from blacklist to blocklist. So you're bringing Western, particularly American culture wars into the Bitcoin protocol, like saying that blacklist is somehow racist, which, I mean, we're not going to get into the depth of that debate, but I just think that's not. Well, I mean, I don't like blacklists in general. Yes. I, I mean, not because of the name, but because of the, because of the function that they serve. Um, no, and I just think it's a slippery slope. I think, I mean, it starts with a variable in a test suite and moves its way up the stack. Uh, but you only had one tweet about it? I think so. I think I retweeted a few people, but... I thought you were neck deep in that shit, Marty. No, I think I only had one tweet. I don't know. I saw it going down, and I just fucking left. I just left Twitter for the day. Yeah. I just took a break. No, I just... Personally. But I and look, and then I can see these arguments. I, I think these arguments are more valid if you if you had them three months ago. Well, that's the thing. Like three months ago, Michael Fulkinson threw out a knack, and it sort of got brushed over. And that okay. Well, where were you in the open source process at that point? You know, like where was everyone else in the open source process at that point? Like you're gonna wait till Giacomo sends out a tweet, and then just everyone's gonna fucking jump on the fucking bandwagon. Fucking three months later, yeah, it's a good after it's already been included in fucking release. Hey, I see your point. I see your point. I agree with you to an extent. I was not there in the repository to knack myself. Um, we'll see. I mean, th there was a knack that got somewhat overlooked, and I, I think the knack had uh, some teeth behind it. And I think... Uh, yeah, it, it shouldn't have just gotten murdered. I agree. Look, yes. I agree with that. But I think it was mostly inconsequential. And I think, like, we should have been paying attention. Like, first of all, we realized, like, a bunch of people just learned, like, how GitHub works. Uh, like they had a massive amount of signups over, over there and stars on, 
on the Bitcoin Core repo. But uh, so I mean, in that regard, it's good. Yes, and this should all. But I, I just, I just, I, I wish like, like people are bored, man. People are bored, and they're just creating drama out of like nothing. Like it's, it's not a threat to Bitcoin. Like, like if 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 you want to know when the SJWs are coming for Bitcoin, wait until they try and start to cancel Luke. As long as Luke isn't being canceled, I love you, Luke. As long as Luke's not being canceled, like, there's no real threat. He's the canary in the coal mine. You know, like, why, why do we need to make bullshit drama because we're bored and we're angry at just, like, what the state of the world is? Right well, now? I want to call it bullshit drama. See, I want to I, I want to label it as that. But I do like your point that Luke is a canary in the coal mine. <laughs> until he... Huge canary. Huge canary. <laughs> very, uh, very strong conservative Catholic views. Just not, it's, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. Cons- I don't think Bitcoin development's about to get co-opted. Like, I'm not. I'm not worried. Yeah, they did bring up some interesting. If anything, it had people thinking about uh, the process of code getting merged, and like you said, more people made uh, GitHub accounts and started getting involved. But then, yeah, I mean, but I think you could go down so many routes with this. Like, the learning experience should have been this fucking vulnerability, not not. Not this blocklist, blacklist thing. I mean, I like, I, I, I just, it's the same learning experience. And like, no one talked about the vulnerability. Yeah. I should, maybe that's what I haven't wrote the bent yet today. I'll write about it. Um, there you, you haven't wrote the bent yet. It's so bro. goddamn busy. Um, I like that you just, you just keep us all guessing. We never know when it's going to come in. It's coming tonight. It's coming tonight. Don't worry, freaks. I'm going to post this episode and write the bent. Uh, Marty. This is what the bent has over all the other newsletters. You just never know when it's going to come in. All the other ones, like they, they stick to a specific schedule, not the bent. You just never know. At any moment, you just your phone buzzes. It's the bent. I tried that in the beginning. I tried to have a nine a.m. release every every day, and I was just staying up till four a.m. writing. And, and it kills you. It just kills you inside, and it results in a worse product. Exactly. To be honest. Exactly. Don't want to force it. Don't want to force it. Uh, anyway, freaks. I know a lot of you are going to disagree with with me on, on my takes there, but and me as well. No, I think people are pretty split on this. Um, but I, I appreciate you all who who, who disagree with me. Yes, um, but be vigilant. Join the review process. Oh, oh God, there's so many things that could be said about this. <laughs> like I I don't agree with a lot of the the reaction from the developer side either. Like it is. There's so nuanced. Like, is there Twitter's not a good platform for this shit? No, no. Well, it got taken to GitHub, and some people got kicked out. Uh, GitHub's not a good platform for this shit either. Exactly, that's another highlight of this whole situation. Uh, but we're done. we're not it, again. Be vigilant moving forward. That is in the past. It doesn't make sense to fight over this particular merge uh, anymore. Um, and we've probably just thrown some fire, some fuel on the fire by even bringing it up today, but. I don't think so. I hope not. Um, this is why people come to RHR. Yeah, we got to talk about we got to talk about the issues. Yeah. Speaking of issues, the real issues. I love this. I love this. Isn't an issue, but I just think <laughs> I think this is a hilarious uh, tagline you got in the sh- <laughs> in the show notes. Flaxman dig Spectre too. So Michael Flaxman, uh, who no, that's Mike Schmidt is part of Bitcoin Optech. Michael Flaxman. Uh, is the guy who went on Stefan yeah. and told everyone to scare the shit out of everyone about their hardware wallet. Yes, yes. So he um, he approves of Spectre. And he's awesome. Flaxman's dope. Yeah, so we're going to... Michael's dope. He's got a 10x security Bitcoin guide 
btcguide.github.io. Uh, we're going to link to that. And he, um, nice. he, it's basically describing multi-sig security and best practices. And well, well, no. So he has like a particular setup. So like the setup he is going through is, is using a cold card and a Kobo vault, um, which is like this air gapped Android based hardware wallet. Um, and you use it with a cold card, you use it with Spectre and a paper wallet. So it's two of three. Uh, so he has his setup, and um, on the show notes I say, so does Catan. And Catan has like a Windows guide for using Spectre single sig with cold card. Um, I fucking love Spectre. I think Spectre could make our job way easier, Marty. As, as, as someone who answers a lot of DMs in this space about best practices um and does this podcast with you once a week i am so fucking bullish on specter <laughs> specter is the setup you just for single sig you just do specter plus bitcoin core plus gold card and you're good to go and then multi-sig like we're three months away oh, i was gonna say we're, we're still on, i was gonna say how many months projection. away are we we're still on projection this may be ahead of schedule actually i think we're ahead of schedule Maybe i think we're a little bit ahead of schedule it's really cool that you can just install Bitcoin Core on your computer and Spectre, and you're good. It just if if you're using the default file, if you're using the default configuration, like it just automatically like syncs up. And it, and if you're not, you're just copying and pasting like the path where your blockchain data is. Like that is fucking huge, massive. I agree. I agree. That is a huge UX improvement. And Michael Flaxman isn't the only one who digs Spectre. Our boy Catan. Uh, from Ministry of Nodes does as well, and he made a tutorial that you freaks can check out. We're going to link to that in the show notes. Shout out to Stefan and Catan, Ministry of Nodes, for all the dope content they put out. And Michael Flaxman. What's Michael Flaxman's Twitter? M. Flaxman, I think. Uh, let me double check that. M. Flax. And Michael, you were missed at Bitblock Boom. Yeah, where the hell were you, dude? It is M. Flaxman. Um, yeah, so we're going to link and to both the 10x uh 10x security guide and the tutorial from Catan. Dude, I fucking love Spectre. I'm super bullish on Spectre. It makes me I'm, I it makes me so excited. I just fucking love it. Yeah. And if you're going to it's so clean. I mean, I need to I need to uh, I can't speak. I haven't tried it out yet. It needs some review. It need it, it needs some code review, but like they all the hard heavy lifting parts they like left a core. They're they're more like a UX on top of core. Um, so like, it does need more review, but it is nice that like pretty much the majority of the review is on core, and then like the majority of the trust is on core. And obviously, if you're using a, a good hardware wallet, you're using something like Cold Card, you can verify the address on the device. So you're not really trusting Spectre that much, except for like setting it up for you pretty yes but you but you can you can confirm everything on the fucking device um it's fantastic it, it, then you use your, you're using your own full notes you have better privacy or better sovereignty it can be pruned all in your own computer <sighs> this, this is it marty this is it i think this is what we've been waiting for i think i can see max matt's erection peeking up to the camera right now uh it is thursday september 10th 2020 and matt odell Said we're three months away from perfect multi-sig UX. Uh, so we'll check back here. Not perfect. Very good. User-friendly. All right. 
Very good. So December 10th. Per- I'm, I'm, you're setting me up to fail if it's perfect. <laughs> it's never going to happen. December 10th, 2020. We're going to have to check in and see where we're at. Uh, and if you're doing that and you want to uh, secure coins or UTXOs that you acquired uh, in a fashion that does not involve KYC, our good friend Bitcoin Q&A uh, has a no KYC only uh, avoid the creep. Uh, so he has a one page. This is the domain that I got blamed on. Do you remember? Well, he. Th- so I clicked on it, and now it's like Bitcoin Q and A dot GitHub. So yeah. it's well, no. So he had a cheeky. He had a cheeky tweet that said you should go to nokyconly.com, but he didn't buy the domain. So someone else bought the domain, and they made it a hodl hodl ref link. Oh. And then. He blamed it on me because obviously that's something I would do. I would totally do that. I'm like against reflinks, but it's hilarious. Uh, that's just funny. And then whoever got whoever bought the domain reached out to him and was like, "I'll I'll give it to you if you'll use it." So he made this awesome ass uh, like homepage for why no KYC is important. Yes. Why KYC is a threat? Why KYC is dangerous? So you can just send. You can send newbies there if they want if they want to be educated on the on the situation yes. that we're currently in. And a point he makes in the one pager is not it's not the fault of these companies that enforce KYC on their users, like some of our sponsors. But uh, it is the the reg- all of our sponsors, all except for hash rate. Yeah, hash rate's not KYC. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's the regulation. Like, we, and I say this many many times, and I will keep saying this. We need to. I said this in a tweet today. It's actually a good subject. It's not on the the list today that we could bring up is the fact that they're trying to move this to mining now. Know your hash rate. This has been a big discussion behind the scenes. Is that real? It's real, but like if you actually, like I've talked to some people that have been approached by this group. I think they're called SLIC, and they're literally slick. Slick, yeah, but they're (laughs) they're dumb. Like they're one pager that explains why like they got blatant facts wrong. They're saying one extra has. One exahash a second of mining is equates to one gigawatts per second of energy consumption in the world, which doesn't make it's just simply not true. And then there, there are terawatts of uh, energy consumption that Bitcoin is, is using per day. They got wrong as well. So it's and that's the other thing that pisses me off. It's a bunch of suits from a, like traditional corporate World Economic Forum backgrounds that really don't understand this obviously via the uh, content that they put out to date trying to force regulations on a a industry they don't even understand it's fucking disgusting but i don't think it's going to work out and this is actually a conversation that's been going on between miners at least i've been part of for for a few months now it's like i'm this is like one of my biggest worries is kyc mining pools because that will defeat the permissionless nature of mining and i think that's like the base of the permission list permission listness of the system is you should be able to pl- plug in a machine and contribute hash to a pool and get sats with very minimal personal identifying data being leaked to the pool and people are going mean, I- people are going to use this as an attack vector to kyc miners but as we know there's jurisdictional arbitrage around the world and the KYC mining pools will just become too unprofitable to sustain themselves in the long run. And it won't make any economic sense because somewhere in the world, there will be a pool that doesn't give a fuck about KYC 
and they will include transactions with bigger fees that make their miners more profitable. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure about profitability. I think we'll have cuck miners and non-cuck miners, basically. I think it's just inevitable. I, but as long as you have, like, enough miners that aren't complying, like, we're good. They'll just accept, like, you might have to pay a higher transaction fee than an approved transaction. Great American Mining. My coworkers, if you're listening, we should never become a cucked miner. <laughs> uh it was a shot across the bow of Gam. You guys got this. Yeah, no, but I it's like, faith. fuck, man. Like, and they mentioned the Financial Action Task Force in their like one pager. Fuck the Financial Action Task Force. Fuck the Financial Action Task Force. Like, fuck them. Who are they? Again, they're supernational, unelected organization that gets to decide who can and cannot send money around the world. They have this stupid travel rule. It just adds uh, costly burdens on entrepreneurs and financial entities and it just makes everything harder and these people they don't use this information to save people they use it to control people they they hide behind and i thought about this today and i thought maybe a little bit bombastic is terrorism that even big of a problem like honestly is it like is it that big of a problem it's a little bit bombastic but but seriously is it like we have to start asking ourselves these questions is terrorism that much of a problem that you that you handcuff Mm -hmm. billions and billions of people with this regulation I don't think so. I don't so. think we need to ask that on this podcast, Marty. I think we can just agree that terrorism is bad. Yes, it's obviously bad, but is it yeah. is it so bad that you handcuff billions of people with this regulation from some weird entity in France that started out of nowhere, nobody elected and nobody asked for? Fuck no, I don't think so. So yeah, I mean, I I I think you let the terrorists win if you if you end up eroding law-abiding citizens' rights um, over, like, to the hilt, like, over the top. You, you, you erode their rights. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the name of fighting terrorism, you're letting the terrorists win yes. is, is what you're doing. And it's been proven, to, and it's been proven but, too many but, times that these banks aid the terrorists, like the Mexican but, drug but cartels, all that I, shit. I agree. They don't care. Tales from the Crypt is strictly, we're strictly... Anti-terrorist. Obviously, obviously, I'm not like advocating. Fuck fuck you, terrorists. I'm not advocating terrorism here. I'm just asking: Is it that big of a danger? Obviously, it's a danger, but like, again, does it does it demand that fucking F8 the FATF gets to decide who can and can not? No, it's an excuse. It's an excuse. Yes, Marty. Yes, thank you. We all agree with you. All right, going on a company (laughs) that. uh, Wait, 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 wait. Before before we go on, Marty did mention that our sponsors do KYC, yes. And the freaks know how I feel about KYC. I do not like KYC. I think KYC is ineffective, and I think it's dangerous. Um, the difference is our sponsors are fighting for privacy, and if they, if they stop fighting for privacy, uh, if they stop pushing back, then I would have more of an issue. They are fighting back, and... And one of the biggest issues in the space that I take with companies is if they are fighting to dump unregistered securities on on retail, um, if they're fighting for the ability for shit coins not to be regulated so they can dump them on you, and they're spending millions of dollars on that, but they're not spending money on actually trying to defend privacy, 
then that is obviously the biggest fucking hypocrisy in the world, and it's just obvious to me. So, so I I am very grateful to our sponsors that they are not doing that. I am as well, and I and I and I, I think our sponsors are are trying their best. I, I I honestly do think that, and at the same time, I think that KYC is dangerous and ineffective. Co-sign that whole message, and I would add to it. Like I know that they're fighting back against it. Like it is. And it's hard out there. You have the fucking coin. And they can't talk about it really that much. They have to be careful. Yeah. And you have the coin bases where I'm fucking, oh, we're going to give you access to Yeet Wifi or whatever the fuck that thing is. And How do we pronounce that? I have no idea. I've been pronouncing it Yiffy. I've heard wi- Wifi. Wifi? I think it's pronounced Wi-Fi. Yeah. Because people make the Wi-Fi joke a lot. I, They're like, oh, my internet cut out. I don't care. I don't care. Good for you, Coinbase. Launching another shit like coin. Giffy. I think Giffy is the way you pronounce it. This is like this gonna turn into a GIF versus GIF type. It's GIF, by the it's, way. It's GIF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're in agreement on that. I think the founder of GIF disagrees with us though. Oh fuck him. Or her. He's wrong. Or her. It's a him. Uh chain analysis company that's fighting terrorists or so they claim. <laughs> uh we had the archive link here. Marty just fist bumped the webcam. <laughs> uh, this was actually interesting information. Uh, they did a relative uh, weighted rank of individual. Their blog has been fantastic lately. Yeah, Marty. it has. It has. This part, this piece particularly too, because you wonder. They're trying to get our IP addresses. <laughs> right. Um, so they basically did a weighted rank of, uh, is it Bitcoin or cryptocurrency? I think it, it's Bitcoin. They say crypto. Yeah. But but then they also say in the article that like the majority of the crypto is Bitcoin. Yes. Um, so it's basically Bitcoin. Let's say Bitcoin. Yeah, we'll say Bitcoin and proportionally, it, it's proportional. I was not expecting Ukraine to be number one, so it weighted index um, per capita. Per capita, Ukraine is the number one and country. And it's by value, not transactions. Yes, um, and even so, Venezuela is number three. So because Ukraine, Russia, Venezuela, China. Kenya, the U.S., South Africa. The crazy thing is U.S. is six. Right? Right, because like from every other ranking, U.S. is number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the U.S., we are number five in on-chain value received, number six in on-chain, on-chain retail value received, number 39 in number of on-chain deposits. and num- So on-chain deposits was exchanges. Yes, and number 16 in P2P exchange trade volume. Um, Kenya is number one in P2P exchange trade volume which is what you love to see that's like the, the most illuminating thing of this this uh yeah venezuela is number two yeah number th- yeah number two p2p exchange uh Ni- yeah. nigeria is number three colombia is number exactly four like you want, ex- that's what you want to see right yeah exactly um russia number nine so like the countries that need bitcoin the most like i, th- I would say like the united states maybe south africa and maybe south africa does need a little bit more than most countries but outside of them it's like every country this list is like everyone in need. Yeah, well, it's it's. Is the, do you think the Ukraine is them? The Ukraine. Why do I say? I'm yeah. sorry. It's disrespectful. Ukraine. Um, They're getting fucked, man. Yeah. They're basically in like a manufactured civil war right now. Still. Yeah, over these natural gas pipelines, man. It's uh. They they literally gave up their nukes in '94 and said they came into an agreement with the Russians and the U.S. They were like, we will not be in a proxy war with the two of you, so we can get rid of our nukes. You guys agree? And they're like, yep. Right back into it. Fourteen years later, proxy war. <laughs> That's exactly what fucking happened. 
<sighs> this is like this. Don't trust verify, right? Like you have to watch out for yourself. If every every single person in this world, unfortunately, like you have to assume they're just gonna fucking, they're gonna throw you under the bus for a sat. Is what's gonna happen? And you just gotta watch out for yourself. And Ukraine is a perfect example of this, unfortunately. Yes, and another perfect exa- but, example of this is Belarus. Yeah. So did you see this article in CoinDesk? Yeah. I fucking. It's pretty badass. I'm all about this. It's pretty badass. This is, this is why Bitcoin. This is. I don't know why all you motherfuckers are here. Like, I want to be rich. I, I'm not. I don't pretend that's not the case. But the reason I Bitcoin is because freedom. People, yeah. When people need money that works for them bitcoin is there bitcoin is the equalizer it's a great equalizer and in belarus it's extremely difficult right now to get fiat in and out of the country whether that's cash through a border or whether that's fiat digitally through all the bullshit digital ways you can do it but bitcoin works and they figure it out they fucking figure it out so this belarus non-for-profit has been sending money into the country $1,500 at a time through Bitcoin and the recipients learn how to use a mobile wallet and just they, they make it happen because they, they need to make it happen. They figure it out. I think that's the most illuminating part of the article is it a 10 minutes tutorial and they figured it out, right? If you need it, you can figure it out, right? If you don't figure it out, you're going to go hungry. You know, you're not going to be able to fucking feed your family. You'll figure it out. And that's why I love the tweet. Did you send that out today or yesterday? Um, yesterday. Yeah. When your back's on the wall, when you're pressed for it, people are going to figure it out. It's. Uh, that's why I'm here. This is this is what it's about to me. I co-signed that as well. Empower individuals. Bitcoin is the greatest extension of natural law theory and natural mm-hmm. rights since the Constitution, even though it's a shit coin, according to Matt. Uh, the... <laughs> oh, the Constitution, yes. Yes, the preservation of, of private property rights and uh, sovereignty over your, your financial... Compared to Bitcoin. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Uh, Bitcoin takes us to the next level, and this is it's the freedom. I think when you say this is why I'm in it, I think I am uh, accurate in saying that, that this is why I'm in it can be described purely as freedom, one word. Is that correct, Matthew? Bitcoin is freedom money. It is, it really is. Uh, uh, Bitcoin Magazine last year did the unfortunate tweet hashtag campaign of Bitcoin is free money, and lots of people wanted us to just send them Bitcoin. Uh, I wouldn't have added time. Bitcoin is freedom money, though, not free money, yes. and it's uh, it's protest money. I, I like I like considering your protest money. It it it's the best money we've ever fucking had. Okay, and as more people realize that, the price should fucking rise. Yes, and that is my thesis. I think you're just being uh, descriptive here. You're describing money and monies are comparable to each other. And when you compare the properties of Bitcoin to other monies, it is literally the best money we've ever had Uh, in terms of scarcity, portability, transferability, uh, ability to custody, divisibility. It's the best money we've ever had. Yeah. I, I think that's what people don't realize. Like if you give me a better money, like I would take the better money. I just don't think you're going to be able to get me a better money than Bitcoin. Neither do I. Uh, let's fucking go. Revive it right now. We still got to get to the Twitter questions. We got four. We're going to stack. We got four more uh, topics. I'll stack. I'll stack right now. Uh, it is. Next topic. Next topic. Oh, this came is, and got some. Uh, I got some pushback. 
Oh, I love this. I love the pushback. Let's talk about the pushback. Yeah, so Square today, Square Square Crypto had the tweet thread. I don't know who's the official owner of the entity, but they announced uh, the Crypto Open Patent Alliance. So you can go to www.open-patent.org. And this is basically an alliance of uh, people building products on top of Bitcoin in an open source nature that the way I read it is Square is creating this alliance where if you're a company building on top of Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency, uh, you can uh, join this alliance and provide your patent so that everybody can use it and you're not going to use it maliciously to troll people. It's only going to be like a patent union. Yeah. So it's just used to defensively, like if somebody tries to um, troll you with a patent, like, hey, we already have it. Like you go away or something like that. It seemed positive to me. I mean, I wouldn't say like I was necessarily like, bullish as fuck like it was it was a good sign right but but so our good friend of the podcast and good friend of us steve barber shout out steve with you here he did he had some good points uh and steve and that's another caveat and nuance hit your bingo boards that should be uh (laughs) mentioned uh with this is the mining industry and specifically the mining industry focused on oil and gas oil and gas specifically has a lot of patent wars in its history um and steve uh so i'll just read his tweets i won't speak for him i'll i'll read his tweets he said to somebody uh bitch tit cucumber at hodling cucumber said no clue what this really means rabbit hole recap question mark so here we are and steve responded to him uh too long don't read it says nothing to help small-time innovators who create novel things and then get ripped off by better finance fiat fueled copycats the only innovators that would Join this are those with deep pockets and network effects, giving them moat totally misguided. I replied, I don't quite see it that way, Steve. How would one create a patent moat if the coalition is meant to make sure no one uses the patents unless it's defensively? It's a very key point in this coalition. Um, and he had a string of five tweets. We'll link to it. I guess we'll link to it now. Uh, and basically the gist of which is he believes that a better solution would be to create a fund uh, for innovators to fight back against patent trolls then our boy vake who we talked about earlier he chimed in and said he disagrees that and his steve's belief is that this coalition favors uh, large companies with big pockets over small yeah, innovators um and vake made a good point which i which i think i agree with may disagree with steve on this point but we'll see uh he said large companies have better access to patent systems uh, compared to small companies in much deeper pockets to litigate those patents. So patents are based upon this mistaken notion that ideas can be owned. Um, and basically that, okay, this is actually providing cover for the smaller innovators via the bigger, the bigger companies. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so, so first of all, software patents, we've talked about them on the podcast before. Yeah. I, like they fucking they suck. suck. Like, uh, you can just do like, and people outside the country don't respect them. So why do we fucking even right. have them? Like, well, a lot of countries respect them, but in Asia they don't respect them. So, so you can you can for a software patent you can just do like some cloud bubbles. You don't have to know code or anything. You just do some bubbles. You're like text message received, and then like the light blinks, and then you have the patent for that for ten years or whatever. Yeah, the famous one is the Apple slide um, to open. Right. So, so there's a, there's a lot of problems with, with innovation essentially getting stifled because of patents, uh, you know, free market competition, just not existing because of patents. 
Um, so, so that's where like a lot of this nuance lies. Um, I know Steve specifically is talking more about hardware patents. Yes, uh, that's where because that's his background, um, which I think are more legitimate. To be fair, I agree. Um, I agree. I agree. But I, I don't. And, I don't think that squares. I don't think that squares intention with this coalition. I think there's purely software based. I mean, it seems I disclosure. They're fucking sponsored the podcast. All you freaks know this. It seems like they're acting in good faith, you know? Like, and I, I respect anyone who wants to argue the opposite. Argue the opposite. Hit us in the comments. Tell us, you know, the, what's going on. I think software patterns can go fuck themselves. And I, I, I think, like, they're acting in pretty good faith. And I'll, I'll tell you, and this is from someone who was a little bit bothered by their software patterns. Like, Square has some software patterns about Bitcoin that are a little bit like, you know, retailer accepts coin and gives you invoice. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, a little bit questionable in terms of in terms of of, of how uh, of what those patents entail and how they can actually use them maliciously if they wanted to. So it's good to see that they're pledging to use them defensively, at least if just for their own patents. Yes. I'm glad to see that they're just they're they're saying we're not going to use our patents offensively. Yes. And that's the point I made to Steve. And, like you, yeah. you have free will to join this coalition or not. And you can't force people to. So if you're a small, yeah, but I want people to, we want people to be critical. Me and Marty want you to be critical. Like that's what, that's what makes us different from others in this space. Like, be critical, fucking attack us, attack our sponsors and, and, and keep us all honest. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. If we're ever being disingenuous, call us out right i guess that only you would know if you're being disingenuous i don't know alleged disingenuity yes there we go i don't know if that's a word disingenuity yeah um i'm just looking at the last uh we've got three more topics two of which are software updates last is a youtube video that you link to we'll get to it but i don't know why you put that in there um, if you're running Umbrel, which we've been talking, I love the freeze. Uh, we've been talking um, about their beautiful UI launch a node product. Uh, if you're running that version, zero point two point nine has been released. Opening the, the release notes, opening. I don't uh, kick myself in the dick here, and it doesn't seem like I'm going to. LND has been upgraded to the latest version. <laughs> iOS users can now access their dashboard in any kick Tor browser. Without uh, the cores issue, hat tip to s at CBETS and at Carlos Massa for debugging and testing the fix. Uh, I didn't even know that there was a Tor browser in iOS, so I'm a little bit confused, but whatever. I'm pretty sure if you set up a VPN, you have the, the option to run it. No, never mind. Right. I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, the iOS users out there, first of all, you should switch to Graphene, and second of all, if you're using iOS, let us know how you use Tor browser with iOS, but supposedly this update fixed it. We do love Umbral at the podcast, so of course we're going to include it. The other one is Rootfox Burrow v0.0.5 was released. This is the first real release as far as he's concerned. Uh, interesting project. I like this guy, BJ Dweck. Um, we've, been, we've been talking. I, I, I think he's a good dude. He, he gave me his, like, he has this really good intro pitch for Bitcoin, and he gave it to me privately. I, I fucking loved it. I want him to release it publicly. I think he's going to, so you freaks should pay attention to that. Give him a follow on Twitter. 
but this whole idea is um, it's it's an image for your Raz Pi cheap computer. We've talked about this with the nodes, with Umbral and whatnot, where you can create a seed using your dice um, so you know you're providing the randomness, but they he does a really good job of visualizing it to actually properly show you that you're fucking doing it, you know? Yes. It's like you roll a die, you like put the number in, you don't really know, you know, like it's cold card does a pretty good job about it. It's kind of like the bars. Yeah. And it like changes and you know, like changes are happening. You see changes happening. The words are changing, but like he like does a really good graphical user interface of, of, of that happening. And it's all open source on a Raspi. So check it out. I I really like this project. Yeah. So again, it's rude Fox Barrow. It's rudefox.io. Of course, we're going to link to, the uh, most recent version of the software. So if you freaks are running that, um, go check it out. It's version 0.0.5. And what's going on with Ledger Status? I mean, I love the Ledger Status, guys. Look, I love Ledger Status. He's my dude. He's awesome. I've been on the podcast. Like, you should go check out his, that episode. It, like, he's a trader. You know, he trades stonks. He trades shit coins. He's all over the place. He did a... 10-minute intro video on like what the fuck is going on with yield farming and and i honestly part of the reason i did rhr is because i'm a bitcoiner i fucking love bitcoin i think everything trends to zero in terms of bitcoin but i pay attention to all the shit that goes on in the space because I, I i think it's interesting i i like i actually like i i find it interesting and I think it provides learning experiences for us all. And I have noticed with this whole yield farming bullshit trend with DeFi and shit that we are very I'm out I'm out of place. I, I don't know what's going on really. Like I, I, I was very confused. And I wasn't I wasn't doing justice, I think, to our listeners. Um, you know, we were talking about whether yams were legumes or vegetables, and I was wrong. Like they were vegetables, they were not legumes. And so, like, I needed to explore it more, and and he did a really good job of exploring it. And I, I you can either watch that ten minute video, which we are gonna link, and I do, I love this guy, or like my TLDR is is basically is like these different projects, like they're these different decentralized exchanges. They're paying you to provide liquidity. Yes, that's where the that's where we we're talking about. Where does the yield come from? The yield is coming from the project is paying you in tokens to to basically lock up your liquidity mm-hmm. into the into the quote unquote decentralized exchange. That's what's going on. There's a great ten minute video that we're gonna link because we love you freaks. Um, I don't think you should watch it, but I also think that you should be provided it. You know, like I feel like we should give you the link, but. It's probably noise, and if if your time if you have a lot of you know if you don't have a lot of time, time is scarce. You should stack sats instead of watching it. But Ooh. but we are going to provide you the link. I forgot to stack. No, but if anything, this uh, this video provides you with some ammo to uh, better better combat stupid arguments. Like how, yes, you may be providing liquidity to these decentralized exchanges. Uh, quote unquote. Quote unquote. Good point. Uh, and they may be giving you tokens in exchange for that liquidity, but will those tokens retain value? And another thing, this is, uh, I was actually speaking to somebody who is uh, a friend of mine who happens to be in the NBA, not going to name who, uh, was asking me 
like, should I get involved with this? I was like, dude, like, wait, you just nonchalantly dropped. You have a friend in the NBA. Yeah. I'll t- How does he like Disney? Uh, phew, didn't get onto that with him, but I'll, I will ask okay, him about continue. that next time. We'll, um, we'll talk about it. Off and he was like, dude, should I get into like all the like other stuff going on? I'm like, you don't have time. Like just stack sats by Bitcoin. And it, it really, like those things just depend on greater fools. And one thing after I had that conversation with him, I was thinking about, I was like, all right, is this something like just devil's advocate, like something I should pay attention to, like seeing crazy returns and wifey or whatever the fuck we're calling it and stuff like that. And when you look, yiffy, yiffy, whatever it is, when you look at the liquidity, like yes, they on paper, they may be rising exponentially in price, but like only like very few people out of the people in trying to trade those markets are going to be able to actually, yeah, but this is what people say about Bitcoin. I, I, I would disagree, right? No, this is literally what the no corners say about Bitcoin. Is that I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that that's a proper defense of Yiffy, but I'm just saying that this is what they say about Bitcoin. This is what they've said about Bitcoin from the beginning. Well, that's the difference. Well, that's the difference. Is you got the whole volume. You got the whole Mor- Morpheus Neo meme. Like Bitcoiners, I would argue strongly believe this, or a lot of Bitcoiners strongly believe that they're not going to have to cash out in the fiat where. I think a lot of the DeFi games, nobody really thinks they're going to be holding these tokens for decades. I mean, like, it's all garbage. I'm not saying it's not garbage. I'm just, it's just, it's weak FUD. All right. So we got a, we got an explainer. <laughs> I don't think it's weak FUD. Like, uh, I don't think so. Of course it's low liquidity. Like, that's, it's obviously, like, when you start, it's going to be low liquidity. All right. Should we get to the question? They're literally incentivizing liquidity. Look, it's it's all it's 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 a bullshit. It's it's what it is 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 I think it's like cup games. Exactly that. You know, like the Sopranos, like they're moving the cups at Atlantic City and they're going back and forth. And like, where's the ball gonna land? They're gonna take your money. Yes. And it, yeah, yeah. No, I I do agree with you. I just I've heard that argument against Bitcoin so many times. I had to point it out. Okay. All. all right. Well. Hey. I'm not like trying to disarm your argument. That was a shower thought. The uh, all right, we got Marty's it. just showering in the middle of the podcast. We got uh, an hour and ten minutes in. We thought the short was the short was list. We thought the list was short. Uh, but God, by golly, if we did not get to some of these questions, we have. Let me check seventy six responses to that tweet. Holy shit! Okay, let's go through them. Uh, we're not gonna get to all of them. Sorry, freaks. And actually, we've answered some uh some of these questions already throughout the podcast. So we'd be happy to. Hear that, freaks? Let's switch off. Let's switch off. You ask a question, then you pick a question, then I pick a question. Okay, I'm going to go first. Wow. This is, uh, this actually circles back. Shout out to at White Rabbit BTC. He had no idea we talked about this earlier, but he has an important, important question. He's pronouncing it like you would. Uh, would you rather drink a bottle of Malort or butt chug a six pack of Ice House? Discuss. So this goes back to the beginning of our discussion where I asked you if you've ever had Malort. Uh, I think I would do a bottle of Malort. I'm not butt chucking anything. It just seems. Yeah, smart. I mean, I just I'm not going to butt chug White Rabbit. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I I haven't tried Malort yet. I think I could handle it. There, I guess there actually is a bar in. Ch- so Malort for you freaks who are unaware is a what is Ice House? It's a it's a beer. It's like a Milwaukee beer. Um, so that, yes, both, both beverages are native to the upper Midwest. Malort is Chicago. It's Chicago's. So if you go 
in Philly, they had the Philly special. You get a PBR and a whiskey shot uh, for $5. In Chicago, uh, their their whiskey shot is Malort. It's a native, I don't know if it's a liqueur. I forget what it is, but it's, it tastes like grapefruit and acid um, and battery acid. Uh but yes, I would I would do a bottle of Malort just because I acclimated to Malort. I went to college in Chicago and drank a lot of it in college. Um, but yes, I would not be butt chugging anything, especially not Ice House. Our boy, uh, this is not the question I'm choosing, but our boy Away Slice uh, gave us a question: full names and addresses. We are not giving. <laughs> them you you've been to both of our places, so you can go fuck yourself. Uh, he he knows he's one of the few that knows the answers to both of those. So. If you're considering the $5 wrench, you hit him first, and you, you torture him for the information. Um, are you excited for NFL tonight? Uh, no, I could not care less. No, we got football tonight. Okay, so Andrew Stottle wanted our picks for tonight. You don't have a pick for tonight? Is it Houston and... Uh, Kansas City. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the reigning champs. I bet they'll win. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City is uh, minus nine. Um, yeah, I mean, Kansas City is going to win this game. I, I think they win it by a lot. I'm, sub- I'm, I think the NFL is going to do a full season, no cancellation. I'm not worried at all. I don't think uh, the virus will stop them. They are fucking pure businessmen over there. Um, at Flow Corner, how can we get better access to non KYC BTC? Go to BitcoinQNA.com, or excuse me, BitcoinQNA.github.io slash NoKYC only. We already talked about no, it. Or just NoKYC only.com. Yes. Already. He's got a nice little redirect. Also, KYC not dot me. Um, all right. Well, you just asked two questions there, so I get to ask two. And Fine, I'm going to pick, I guess. my first is going to be a tweet with three questions in it. Any updates on GAM is from our buddy Connor Brown, at dash, uh, excuse me, at underscore Connor, C-O-N-N-E-R Brown, underscore. Uh, any updates on GAM? Uh, yeah, Great American Mining. We're, we're chugging along. We're scaling up. We've got uh, good things in the works right now. We've been doing weekly webinars. So if any of you freaks are in the oil and gas industry uh, and want to learn more about about what we're doing in the oil and gas fields. We're doing a weekly webinar every Thursday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern. Uh, it's really, I know a lot of you freaks want to hop in and figure out what we're doing again, but this is really focused towards oil and gas folks that want to learn about Bitcoin. It's an introductory uh, presentation on Bitcoin and what we're doing. And yeah, uh, I, the the talks are hot right now. There's a lot of talks going on. There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, interest around this particular area of mining in, in North America. And yeah, we're, we're, we're building containers. I guess that's all I'll say. Uh, what is it like in NYC? Are places, especially Manhattan, as dead as media claims? So that's for you. This is still from Connor. New York City is kicking it, okay? We are going to be all right over here. Um, it's still a city. It is the best city in the country. Uh, if you're anti-city and pro-rural, fucking love you. I'm cool with that. I'm ready to move out as well. But that was going to happen pre-crisis regardless. Um, if you're going to live in a city, though, 
New York City is the best city in the country. That has not changed. Nothing has fucking changed in that regard. Um, we're seeing a lot of positive things in terms of outdoor dining and New Orleans style. No, you know, container open container rules. You can just like walk around with drinks and that's fucking dope. We do have a lot of parks here. We do have a lot of water here. I do love water. And we have a huge fucking population. And like yeah yeah the the death of new york is overrated top call on that and uh by the fucking dip yeah i don't know if i mentioned this publicly on the podcast i definitely did it in a back channel with you but i i uh reversed my my bearish sentiment on new york city as soon as james altucher uh released his his article right if you're bearish on New York City, then you're agreeing with fucking Altucher. So just keep that in mind. If you're cool with that, by all means, be cool with that. You know. Last question from Connor. End of year price prediction. <sighs> Putting us on the spot, Connor. What are we at right now? Ten eight still, or ten three? Ten three sixteen. Stone Cold Steve Austin likes with, his price. Uh, Connor, for you, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Sixteen thousand four hundred and seventy-six. I'm gonna go like twelve thousand four hundred dollars. A little bit below you. I think we grind up from here. We'll see where we end up. That's a good one. Yeah, we will. We um. Oh, oh, eh, eh, eh. I get two in a row. Uh, okay, I continue. That was a long question. All right, it was three parts. Uh, but I get two in a row. Uh, from our boy Evan Kaludis. What non-Bitcoin podcast do you guys enjoy, if any? Uh, very good question. Most recently, I've been listening to No Agenda and Mo Facts, uh, both starring Adam Carey, the Podfather. Uh, no Agenda has been a, has been around for for a while, and I really enjoy the conversation between Adam and John C. Dvorak, and then Adam Carey and Mo Facts, who was a No Agenda listener, have had. Uh, an incredible podcast. It's, it's only like 44 episodes in. It's really learned a lot, particularly around everything that's been going on this year, uh, socially in America. It, it's been my top two. And then I listen to Rogan every once in a while still. So I listen to pretty much every good Bitcoin podcast, including our own. Non-Bitcoin, really, Nick, non-Bitcoin pods. I know. I'm one second, Marty. Okay, I'm answering the question. No, you're not. Uh, you're just answering. I am answering the question. I'm starting with context, okay? I, I, and I, I just want the freaks to know. I listen to every, like a psychopath. I listen to every episode that I'm in as well, every single episode, just to make sure, well, like where I can improve or whatever. Like if I'm gonna expect you guys to listen to it, I'm gonna fucking listen to it. And then for non-Bitcoin podcasts, has just been completely decimated because I listened to all the Bitcoin podcasts. Like that's a lot of time. Um, Recently, what I listened to is I listened to the Vergecast, um, which our boy Paul Miller uh, was a part of until he left and then be- created uh, Cyberdeck Users Weekly, his separate podcast now, but that's like pretty much Bitcoin focused. So that doesn't count. But I do listen to Vergecast still. That gives me like my tech nerd side. Um, and then I listen to Joe and I. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I listened to pretty much all Joe's episodes. I'm like a little bit concerned that he moved over to um, Spotify. I'm as well. I, I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think that was a good idea. 
I think I think he's going to regret it, and I think, you know, we'll 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 see, we'll see where that goes. But I, I think like he's going to end up with more censorship uh, than he was at before. Um, and then like on the lib side, I listen to Sam Harris and I listen to Bill Maher. Uh, and I just I, I like listening to the whole. Oh, and I sometimes I listen to Chapo Trap House. Uh, People love Chapo which, Trap House. I've never listened to it. It's like it's like it's a good Antifa podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like if you want to like know like what they're thinking at any given point, like it's it's it's. But like that one, like I'm like kind of intermittent. I listen to like pretty much all of Harris's and and Rogan's. Yeah. Uh, and and they're both basically the same dude. Yeah. But just on opposite sides. Um, which I, I, I dig that. No, I, they're like, they're, they're, they're pretty real. Yeah. I'm pretty much no agenda. No fat. Like this last three months, particularly have been my go to is and there no agenda. I used to listen to no agenda. I should probably start again. They're, uh, yeah. And then Rogan. I, uh, one, wait, hey, one thing considering like the, uh, the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The atmosphere in this country, in the United States, particularly right now. Um, really good Rogan episode that I highly recommend everybody listen to. is his most recent with Jocko Willock, and particularly the first hour where they talk about the lack of training that police officers have when you compare it to Marines. A Marine will train 18 months for a six-month deployment, and a police officer gets two weeks of training for a 20-year career. It's like 40-year deployment. Yeah, yeah, it's it doesn't make. 20 years seems like very optimistic for a police officer. They're way longer than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the point remains they get very little training for a very long. It's career. even worse. Yeah. the point is even worse. Yeah, um, that was illuminating and really like hey, maybe. I hate his new studio, Joe's new studio. Yeah, it's very. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, am I being a hater? Like, am I being like, like the mother, the dude, like made a bunch of money. Like, oh, props to you, Joe. No, like, like, did you listen to his most? Speaking of merging of the podcast, I listened to him and Adam Curry did the first episode in that su- new studio. He wouldn't stop fucking interrupting him, especially when he like talk about like my corruption. My of issue. Banking. I'm gonna interrupt you. My issue. My issue is, is mostly. And like I'm really angry about like the whole, my my favorite part of podcasts is that it's RSS. Like I think it's so cool that people can just like openly subscribe to Tales from the Crypt and we don't know who they are and they can just use any app. And and, and like it's just a completely open platform. Like that's the coolest fucking thing ever. I agree. And it's super underrated. Like people do not realize how cool that is. I agree. I agree. Like, They'll realize when it's too late. They'll realize like when we're all on Spotify and Netflix and Apple podcasts and you're like, you pick which one you're on. And shit. Well, I don't know if I've spoken about this on air, but I've definitely spoken with you about it. But Spotify, they did like a user since we use anchor, which Spotify now now owns. They did some disclosure. Uh, they did some user research for podcasters and I was included in it and, or posturing, like, what would it take for you to come, like, do Spotify only? And I looked at our stats. I was like, 65% of our listeners use Android devices. Like, why would I ever cut off? Well, Spotify's on Android. No, but they also have Spotify as a, like, Android-specific apps. It's like 60 Marty, the answer to them is simple. You just have to be like, my co-host, Matt, is just going to fucking eviscerate me if I ever go exclusive. Well, no, and... 
give me some more credit here, okay? I you know, I love you, Marty. I like, mean, I don't expect you to. I would. I don't yeah, like I was like, this is bullshit. Like, why would I? Like, so you're depending on a platform to get you an audience. I think we can get the majority of people to listen to Spotify. I don't th- like that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's the issue. I I I think they'll move to Spotify if if we. I don't. If think. we tell them we're moving to Spotify, I don't think so. It's it's cross platform. You know, you can get, I'm, I'm, what am I arguing for? Like, yeah, exactly. Fuck them. Right. <laughs> like, I, I would never listen to my podcast through Spotify. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I've been taking issue. Like, I don't know what to do with the Joe Rogan thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. I know. I know. Um, all right, let's get on to another question. Your turn for a question. Next question. One could argue, this is from our boy Dergigi at Dergigi. Uh, D-E-R-G-I-G-I. One could argue that the internet is fully captured by corporations and governments. What can we do so the same fate won't befall Bitcoin? Uh, I'm literally looking at a response to that tweet right now. Uh, CEO from our boy Miles Suter. Shout out Cash App. Disclaimer response of the code. The pod CEO of GitHub's response <laughs> to the concern that central banks may pressure them to delist Bitcoin repository. No plausible yeah, who scenario. The fuck is that guy? Yeah. Owned by Microsoft. So let's get back to uh Dirigi's. Who's that guy? Like why are we taking that guy like why are we writing articles about that guy yeah. saying it doesn't matter? Let's get back to Gigi's question. Uh what can we do? What can we do so the same fate won't befall Bitcoin? We can try our best. Take bro. take control of your keys. I mean, that's the simplest first step is learn how to take possession of your UTXOs, and they like unless a corporation comes to your house and steals your private keys and your hardware wallets or whatever you use to store those private keys, like they can't co-opt it. Like you, again, this is like uh, yeah, I don't know. Can. Going dude, going back to the. It's a peer-to-peer network. As long as there are people running full nodes that can propagate transactions, like, how how would... All right, then I'm going to pull you into the fire here. Like, I'm pulled in. Let's go. The one thing that, like, opened my eyes this week is we've all been about, like, dev funding, dev funding, dev funding from corporations, but is that a way to co-opt the repository? Of course it is. That's why BitcoinDevList.com exists, so you can fund your devs individually if you'd like. Yeah, so that's a way. And I personally think that the use case of um, censorship-resistant crowdfunding is a major use case of Bitcoin that is underappreciated, and it is too difficult to do. Like I appreciate BTC pay server and Tallycoin and tipping.me that make it relatively easy to use. Um, but I have some, it, it, it should be an exciting week for that. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, what are we going to do to stop the co-option of Bitcoin? It's going to be fucking difficult people. It's not going to be easy. <laughs> and I want, I want you to be ready. This is why I talk about it all the fucking time. This is what KYC is. This is what it happened. This is how it happens. It happens slow and steady and grinding. They just grind it out of you, you know? And, and the, the bearish case is the internet because honestly, ClearNet is like surveilled and fucking owned. It is just fucking not the vision of the internet that was supposed to be, in my opinion. In my humble opinion, it was is not what it's supposed to be. The vision of the internet, from what it was supposed to be at the base, is like 
kind of what Tor strives to be, like the Onion Network. And it's not quite there either, but like I, I, I tend to favor that more. One second, Marty. Um, I, 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 I think that the the bull bull case though is PGP, because no matter what happened. They couldn't stop the hardcores from encrypting their messages. PGP still exists. It's strong today. They couldn't stop us from encrypting our messages. And that, that's how it's going to be with Bitcoin. Like you, we, we, we need the hardcores. We need the people who are, who are actually fighting the good fight. I agree. But I will say, um, I'm going to read this, this post from... From Thomas Jefferson. All right. I do not know whether from Thomas Jefferson. It is to yourself or Mr. Adams I am to give my thanks for the copy of the new constitution. I beg leave through you to place them where due. It will be yet three weeks before I shall receive them from America. There are very good articles in it and very bad. I do not know which preponderate. What we have lately read is a history of Holland in the chapter on the stats holder. Very pressing. Um would have sufficed to set me against the chief magistrate eligible for a long duration if I had ever been dispoused towards one and what we have always read of the elections of Polish kings should have forever excluded the idea of one continuable for life. Wonderful is the effect of impudent and preserving lying. The British ministry have so long hired the gazetters, the gazetteers, excuse me, to repeat the model into every form lies about our being an anarchy that the world has at length believed them, the English nation has believed them, the ministers themselves have come to believe them, and what is more wonderful, we have believed them ourselves. Yet where does this anarchy exist? Where did it ever exist, except in a single instance of Massachusetts, and can history produce an instance of rebellion so honorably conducted? I say nothing of its motives. They were founded in ignorance, not wickedness. God forbid we should ever be 20. 20 years without such a rebellion. The people cannot be all and always well informed the part which is wrong will be discontented in proportion to the importance of the facts they misconceive if they remain quiet under such misconceptions it is a lethargy the forerunner of death to the public liberty we have had 13 states independent 11 years there has been one rebellion that comes to one rebellion in a century and a half for each state what country before ever existed a century and a half without a rebellion? And what country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance? Let them take arms. The remedy is to set them is to set them right as to facts, pardon, and pacify them, what signify few lives lost in a century or two. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It is natural manure. Our convention has been too much impressed by the insurrection of Massachusetts and the spur of the moment they are setting up a kite to keep the hen yard in order. I hope in God this article will be rectified before new constitution accepted. The most important sentence in that statement from Thomas Jefferson, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. That is what we do need to do. We need to reinforce our rights to liberty in the digital age. Bitcoin is the way we can do that. Luckily, Bitcoin provides a way that we can do that peacefully. I don't think we have to go out and kill uh, tyrants, and I don't think many patriots have to die. I think we can do this. We need to fight vocally, use the communication technology that exists today to tell the World Economic Forum and the people that want to force these draconian laws on us 
that we are not going to put up with it. Long story short, we need less pussies in the world. We need people to step up for liberty in the Thank digital you for age. The TLDR, we needed that. Yes, that is the TLDR. I'm, honestly, I zoned out. I zoned out for the Thomas Jefferson portion. You know what? But I appreciate. You know, I agree that too many pussies. All right, I've got my wife and son coming in. It's my son's bedtime. Um, we got to do a couple more questions. Tell them we got we got a couple more. Okay, questions. actually, they're coming in to turn down the heat because it is hot up here. I'm sweating. It, what is too hot? Well, they're helping you out, or uh, or they want the heat lower and you you keep it hot. Yeah, it's 83 up here right now. If you couldn't tell, I'm what so- the fuck? How is it 83 <laughs> degrees this day? I'm in my in-laws. Okay, Ezekiel BTC. Oh, whoa, whoa, I'm up. Mushrooms or LSD? Mushrooms by far. As as for our boy B, Brandon Quidem, B Quidem on Twitter. Yeah, mushrooms. I mean, but we're just telling the man what he wants to hear. All right. Um, LSD, you never know what's going to happen. You know, mushrooms is natural. Yes. Uh, what is currently the best setup for multi-sig cold storage, which is ready for storing significant sums of Bitcoin? I'm not a coder, but comfortable with CLI. I heard you mention Spectre Desktop recently, but seems like it's a little too new right now for serious money, perhaps. That's from Ezekiel BTC. You are correct. I agree with you. Wait three months and then use Spectre. Three that months. Is, December 10th, 2020. That is like pretty much where I stand right now. Favorite whiskey under $50, $100. Um, uh, oh, pick up baby bent mm. in the picture. I'm just giving kisses goodnight. Son, I love you. He had his, we already said it, but he had his first uh, gnaw on a bone today. You can hear my wife. She said, I love you. So we were a loving family. Well, you can tell her it's good to see her. I'm not going to say her name on air. Matt's, uh, Matt says, hey. Hey, Matt. Did you hear her? Yeah, I also miss her. It's, okay. it's likewise. Yes. Um, under 50. A long 2020, man. Under 50. Under 50 whiskey. Bu- Go. Bullet. Easily. Bullet bourbon. Um, I really like Buffalo Trace. I like Buffalo Trace too, but Bullet's my go-to. I think that's under fifty, right? Yes, Bullet's my my house bourbon. This scotch I'm drinking right now, Arbolor, I'm pretty sure is under fifty. It's like Reddit's top scotch, bang for buck or whatever. MF Hoddle, this question's poorly worded. It should be under fifty dollars and over a hundred dollars. Well, you know he's a, he's a liquor distributor, so he's like just playing into his fucking pocket. His brand, right? Um, yeah. Under a hundred is McAllen. Everyone knows that. Yes, yeah. or Lafrag. Lafrag is good. I have it on my. I have it on my counter. I drink it. All right. I'm a McAllen man. McAllen twelve. Let's go. I polished off a bottle of McAllen twelve over the weekend. It was delicious. Um, my go-to. All right. Let's each do one more. One more question. <laughs> So, you know, freak, freaks, thank you for showing up. Uh, and there's so many to go through. I'm just going through them. Showed up, man. Um, I got a good one. Let's see if you pick it. If you pick it, I have to pick a different one. Hmm. There's, I mean, I'm going through. Are you, are you thinking about hodls? I'll let you answer that one. There <laughs> <laughs> um, you go. Yeah, okay, yeah. so from American Hoddle, he goes, Why is Matt O'Dell still mad that you called him a cuck that one time? Question mark. LOL, LOL, LOL. Do you think he will ever forgive you for the slight? I hope you. If you call me a cuck, I will never forgive you. <laughs> like I will just always, I will just always be here to remind you of that one time that you called me it. Well, luckily I didn't call you a cuck. 
I said you. Wait, like, you you said my mentality was cuckish. Yes, that's which not is calling the you a same cuck. Fucking thing. Everybody can have a cuck mentality from American from time to time. American Hollow agrees with me. American Hollow agrees with me. He called me a cuck, right? <laughs> and and I'm never gonna forget that. I will always remember that, and I will always bring it up. Hey, hey, don't get so sensitive. You know, just trying to iron sharpens no iron. No triggered. No one's sensitive, but we will never forget. Who? This is a good question. This is from at Block Talk. How can the freaks in the community make Uncle Matt and Marty even more bullish? Is it possible? No. What if you had like, what if you had like a, a perfect scenario in which you had on-chain privacy, but you're yeah. also able to audit the supply at the same time? Yeah, build me like a dope ass fucking privacy application for Bitcoin, and then I'll be more bullish. Well, make me more bullish, honestly. And it's like, I don't even know if it can make me more bullish because I already have this thought. Like, I think people severely discount the, like, I think, like, nation states and governments, people are losing so much confidence in them globally. Like, people worry about KYC and uh, modern day 6102. Like, I don't, like, what would make me more bullish is more people adopt my mindset and realize that these institutions don't have as much I mean, they have a lot of power, but like you can also take that power away. Like, I don't. I think people are going to lose, and that power is dominated by confidence in the system overall. And I think people are losing a lot of confidence in these systems very quickly. And I think people uh, very much overestimate uh, the. Uh, like, I think people are are very bullish on the state like clamping down when they're not as bullish on people losing confidence in the state. So if I see more people uh, adopting this viewpoint, that would make me more bullish. It's like, hey, the state has a lot of power now, but they're misallocating funds and, and being so egregious with their overstepping of civil liberties that people are just going to revolt. I think people severely discount the revolt. Vague asked us what 17 plus 34 is. It's 51. <laughs> you, I just saw you typing. You used the calculator. No, no, no. I was typing something else. Uh, um, I'm sure. You- also, I, I look, I agree with you, but you said earlier, you know, um, let's empower individuals and stop being fucking cucks. Let's fucking go, you know? Yes. Um, uh, be the change you want to see in the world. Smiles. Uh, here's what, All right. We each get one more. This, can we get one more? This one's going to piss he you off. He can't help himself. There's so many good questions. This one's going to piss you off. Marty, can you expand on stop watching porn freaks? Do you not like <laughs> the industry? This doesn't piss me off. I'm not like a porn defender. <laughs> You're just like super anti-porn. It's well, weird. I think people try to manipulate people with sex and porn. I don't know. It's a sick. I mean, I, I was like... I, Why are you being so paternalistic about it, though? Because I realize, like... Like, you don't have to protect people. People can figure it out themselves. I know, but speaking from... Ex- who are you? Who are speaking you? Speaking from... Ex- who are you to tell people what kind of videos they can watch? I'm nobody, but speaking from experience, I will speak to my own experience. I was a habitual porn watcher and jerker off or two. I was a coomer for quite some time, and uh, honestly, it wasn't until the lead up when my wife was pregnant with my son, I was like, yeah, I can't be watching porn anymore. And it is mentally uh, much better, clear mind. And then once you get into the whole porn industry, the underground of it, and how the women specifically are exploited, it's just 
she make wait, wait, she make not all women in porn are exploited. Eh, a lot are. Like, have you have you listened have you listened to the Peter McCormick episodes? I have not. He's had two or three episodes with very successful porn stars who ha- have not been exploited. Who are they're they're the top of their game. They're they're the killers. You know, they're the pomps. They're the pomps of porn. What was that? Was that a shot across my the pomps of porn? How come they're not the Marys of porn? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> because they're not the Marty's of porn, you know. They're the palms of porn. Um Yeah, you're right. I should have I should have double hit you. They're the Marty's of porn. I'm they're kidding. super successful. They're killing it. So they have it's a personal question. And this comes from f- at few understand without an A and an E this. So at few U N D R S T N D this uh Truman dot hoddle. Do you not like the industry as a whole or how it affects the lives of young men and Wait, women? We have another it? porn question. No, it's the same question. Uh, it's just oh. the second part of the question. Yeah. Uh, as you're alluding to right there, Matt, like I, if, if women and men went to engage in porn as a career and, and do that and are proud of themselves, more than welcome yeah. to do that. I don't like the, the way it, it affects young men and women watching it and, how it uh yeah but who are you to fucking decide nobody i'm just saying this is my personal preference having been a habitual coomer for a while and so been on the other side for you, marty marty when when bitcoin is the predominant way for people to pay their virtual reality uh sex worker to to perform sexual acts for them are you gonna are 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 you gonna be upset with bitcoin about it or are you gonna no, be cool no god no I'd be happy that they're not using Spank Chain and they're actually able to <laughs> actually able to preserve their value. Again, I I may have got libertarian tendencies to each their own as long as you're not harming others. I just don't think it's a productive use of time and Oh no, I mean I don't disagree there. Yeah. It's obvious there's no there's no one the only people who have productive use of time with porn is is the producers of porn. Yes. I mean, it's their business, and it's got it got weird and towards like towards the end. If you're of my, an actress. Towards the weird if of my, you're an actress, a producer. You're you're making money. It, it's your business. Towards the it's cool. towards I'm the end cool of my por- porn uh, watching career, it's just like all like, hey, you're fucking your stepsister, your stepmom, and it's just like. Well, I mean, that's just your kink. That's no, it wasn't. I mean, can't just throw that on other people. No, it wasn't my. I wasn't into that kink. I was observing that that kink existed. I mean, the only it porn seems, I used to watch when I used to watch porn, it was always like. Woman discovers cure for world hunger, and then like, there's a, <laughs> a sexual act. Like I only watch like the positive, the super positive. Okay, I get the last question. Trying to fight back against degeneracy. That's it. No, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I just try and keep you honest. Um, Pirate Beach Bum asked a question. I just love him. I don't really love his question. So just follow at Pirate Beach Bum on Twitter. Just- um, Oxtail asked a question. Discuss chairs and the lengths plebs must go to lower their time preference stack sets. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, I mean, I think chairs, like Pierre's been a little bit against chairs too much. Like chairs are good. I'm cool with chairs. Uh, they will trend to zero in Bitcoin terms, so like, make sure you don't put too much money into chairs. Uh, but, but they're good to have. I like sitting in them. Um, the length plebs must go to lower their well, time preference and stack sats. I, I, I think you just have to realize, like, 
saving money is more exciting than consuming your money. Like it, it is, it is a game changer of a, a thought process to think about in your head. Uh, I love consuming my money as well, my consuming my wealth, but I, I want to save it because I want to be able to basically defer my consumption. But but I'm gonna consume regardless. Like I'm not I'm not pretending to be a puritanical Bitcoiner that's never gonna fucking consume. Like I'm gonna consume so fucking hard in 15 years. I'm just gonna consume harder in 15 years than I'm consuming now. That is my plan. That is how I'm proceeding here. If you're sitting in a chair, just make sure you have good posture. This is one thing. We're both sitting in chairs right now. Oh yes, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm watching Marty sit in this fucking. Believe chair. me, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play into that whole. I hate chairs. I love chairs. I sit in chairs. Oh, I do have a standing desk down here. <laughs> I, uh, I also have a standing. I desk. do stand for most but of the, the day. But the chair while is nice. The chair. The chair is, is nice. nice, but I I will give a piece of advice. Make sure you're working on your posture. Uh, if you're, especially if you're sitting in a chair working at a laptop. Make sure you have one of those stands for the laptop where it's like eye level. Uh, so like posture is important. You learn this like a tillion. I, I lived in Charleston for a few years. And I got forced into manor school, also known as cotillion. And they, they, they like beat posture into you at a young age. And it actually works out in the long run. Uh, you, you do want good posture. You don't be like lurching over your computer like I'm lurching over the mic right now. And in terms of lowering your time preference, how far you should go, as far as your future self would be happy that you went. I think that's a good thing. And I, I think uh, you you just always, like I have I have a conversation between present Marty and future Marty uh, in my mind at all times. Like what would future Marty think of this? And uh, drunk Marty is the biggest uh, uh, enemy to, to future Marty. And so when it comes to saving, and I, I completely co-sign what, what Matt said, like it just feels good, it feels better, it feels... Like you have more power and agency over your future when you know that you have X amount of dollars or sats behind you. If you ever got in a pickle and needed to do something, you could do it. Like that peace of mind is is pretty powerful. Uh, yeah, those oranges you don't buy today could be Lambos in the future. Not even that, but it's just like again, people who call Bitcoin it's "fuck changing. you" money. Like it's good to have that "fuck you" mentality. Like if you don't have the "fuck you" money, it's not "fuck you" money. That's the key. Yeah, but fuck you money is different for different people. Fuck you money could be 50 grand, it could be 500 grand, it could be 5 million. Well, I would I would argue fuck you money has to do with the properties of the money as well. Yes, that is true. Um I just I I, I do want to hit Pirate Beach Bum's question cuz now I feel bad that I disregarded it. Yes. How do you think the upcoming election will affect taxes on Bitcoin for those who choose to trade or sell? Um I think the situation for those people is already pretty bad. I don't think it will I think it'll be neutral to negative. I know, I know Biden's got like a... He's not going to win, though. But he's got... Well, who knows? It's yet to be determined. And he wants to do unrealized capital gains tax, correct? Oh, no. No, no, no. That's California. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Biden hasn't gone as far as unrealized capital gains. He's, he's just going to increase the tax rate of capital gains tax. Well, so, yeah. So neutral to negative. But realized. But realized. Okay. But it's still worse off. It's still negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still going after the cap gains people. It's neutral negative. I mean, it doesn't matter. It does, uh, Trump's going to win it. Yeah, but I don't think Trump's going to make it any better. So in that case, it would be neutral. I, I think Trump is bullish for Bitcoin because it just distracts everybody. Yes, but I don't think he's going to make... 
tax beneficial I think policy. eight years I think in hindsight in 20 years from now 40 years from now when we look back eight years of Trump distracting everybody was gonna be like the best stimulus package that Bitcoin ever got ever like it was the best thing it was the best thing ever because like think about it like he got he came in um, when did he come in next year is gonna be 2021 he came in like 2016 right mm-hmm so we were seven years into the Bitcoin experiment, uh, and he gave us eight years of fucking free pass. Fifteen years into the experiment, bam! That's fantastic. Like that's exactly what we want. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm happy. I'm happy on in that. So way. fellow pleb by pirate beach bomb, uh, neutral to negative in my mind. In my mind, we don't. We don't. I mean, me and Marty, we're not. We're not trying to sell in Trump's presence. No. Well, that's like... Unless he, like, goes dictator. And then maybe, like, we'll sell year 25 or something. Why would you even sell? Why wouldn't you just send it to somebody? I don't, that's what I mean. It's the same thing. Yeah, but, yeah, no. I, I don't plan on selling. If you, if you that's send actually what, someone Bitcoin, you're selling your Bitcoin. I think there's... That's, it's the same thing. There's an argument to be made that got scared into hodling because I don't want to deal with the tax implications because the IRS is just, like opaque and scary as like if you think the tax obligations for bitcoin are difficult what do you think all these people yield farming are doing <laughs> right like they're fucking good luck good luck fuckers <laughs> <laughs> have fun fucking insane. have fun with that have fun with that um this has been fun should we do one more yeah, give us another question, buddy. I'm enjoying this. I like the questions. We should do the questions more often. Well, they, they've eaten up like quite a bit of time. I mean, we didn't really have time to spare to begin with. We started at an hour ten. All right, I like this one. This is a wholesome question from our boy Royal Royal McFlugel. Uh, he's got the uh, the Slappy and, and Royal podcast. Uh, what's your best strategy for gifting Bitcoin to a child who is not your child? Open dime, by far. Always open dime. Yes. Open dime is the best gift yes. method. I love it for weddings specifically. And and it, it's really easy to convince a no corner that Bitcoin is cool if if you hand them an open dime because it's just a cool piece of hardware. Yeah. I've, um, I've done it one or two times and I've had, my son was actually gifted an open dime and it was, it was like awesome. Thank you. Well, well, what's really cool is I have a YouTube video on TFTC Guide series that is just if you received an open dime, and that was because I gifted it to like 12 people, and they were all like, Matt, how do I receive it? And I was like, Marty, I'm just going to put this up on TFTC Guide series. So it's like, congratulations, you just received some Bitcoin through an open dime. And it just like it, it brings them right through the process if they receive the Bitcoin. So if you do give an, give an open dime, consider using my YouTube video as as their their way of claiming it um rob hamilton uh rob one ham uh asked is matt getting rid of his oculus now that it requires facebook login um if you own an oculus you get to wait two years before you have to use a facebook login i think you got i think you have to make a disclaimer for what's going on this weekend well i'm going to use my two years i own an oculus quest uh which is a facebook product and I am going to go on to Udi's, uh, Udi Wordheimer. I think I pronounced his name right, but it's honestly not my fault that it's a complicated last name. Um, VR talk show with uh, Peter McCormick on Saturday. 
uh, at noon New York time uh, about his, his ex-pub bullshit, whatever that drama was. Uh, he knew what ex-pubs were, let's be honest. Uh, so I'm going to go on that with my, my Oculus Quest. The Oculus Quest is nice because it was standalone, but it is owned by Facebook. We knew this was going to happen. Um, I don't have a Facebook account, so it's just not going to happen. Like When they require a Facebook account, it just won't happen. Uh, I'm not going to continue down that path. But it, it sucks to see, but it's one of those things that you just, you just expected it. And we were, we were heading into a lockdown, and I'm going to pay $400 for a fucking virtual reality fucking headset. Uh, you know, it's whatever. And I if you don't have $400 to spend on some bullshit, then you should reallocate your life. Like, you should figure out what the fuck's going on, guys. <laughs> Harsh. That's, that's the New Yorker, not the Bitcoiner speaking here. Harsh but true. Harsh but true. Um, all right, I'll end it on this one. A playful one from uh, at Bitcoin Bibby. I think I got the answer to his question uh, for him. Favorite early 2000s baller. I'm assuming yours is Mike Bibby, considering your name is at Bitcoin Bibby and the tagline is a young Mike Bibby. Um, Alan Iverson. I mean, easy for me. I grew up in Philadelphia. AI was the creme de la creme. It's the true uh, personification of grit, drive, and pure talent that I hope my son can replicate on the lacrosse field in a few years. You were an AI guy? Yeah, I was an AI guy. Well, how could I not be? I was John Starks. I'm going to go with John Starks. You remember that motherfucker? You mean John Stockton? No, John Starks. He was our boy. Is that what you're just looking up? Who is he? I was just making sure I was correct. Yeah. Who do you play correct. for? The Knicks? Knicks. The fucking Knicks, motherfucker. Who the fuck do you think I am? I'm born and raised New York. I'm a New Yorker, motherfucker. John. That's why you all you all come at us. You all come at fuck you all. Okay? New York we have the strongest Bitcoin community in the fucking world. I won't knock okay? that. You wanna come at us? I won't knock that. You want to come at us? Where where did Marty get discovered? Marty didn't get discovered oh. where the fuck he was from. He got discovered in New York. Okay? <laughs> I will say that. I don't think I would be here today without the connections I made in fuck New York yes, City. Fuck yes, that's what I'm talking about. This podcast would not exist without Barstool Sports, uh, without Lewis Roberts Where is Barstool based out of? Right now, I mean, originally Boston, but now New York City. Originally, yeah, New York City, okay? Yes. Boston is, in, I don't know... All the Europeans that are listening, Boston is like anti-New York in America for sports. And the Boston sports franchise came to New York because they knew we were the best fucking city in the fucking country. And they had to come down here. And they had no choice. They had to come down here. And that's what fucking happened. So keep that fucking in mind. And that was Dave Portnoy. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, if you're listening... We are not the heads of crypto. We focus on Bitcoin. Wait, how good was that? Wait, can we talk about that? That was great. That was fucking fantastic. How right. good was that? I love, uh, Dave, I love you. Real recognize I love, real. I think it's real great. recognize real. And that was uh, real recognizing real, that, that video. Uh, I loved how he was just like, I, I want to be a part of it, but I just need some more time. You have to give me time. Just give me time. Yes. Give me time. I need to learn. I do not think, that's what I worry about. Like, imagine Dave trying to get into yield farming. Uh, no, he's going to be a shit corner, but I, oh, it's, 
he's fair about it. You know, I'm cool with it. He's up front with it. He's up front with it. Uh, he's not your mama's shit corner. No. And that's the thing. That's, I mean, no, I hope thing. you freaks who are Barstool fans have been paying attention for a while realize that's Dave's specialty. That's why Dave is who Dave is. He knows when to lean in to certain subjects and content when the timing's right. And I think this morning's video setting up a, a reemergence into the quote unquote crypto sphere is a perfect example of that. This dude knows when to push certain points of content. He's it's why he is a hundred millionaire now. Not a billionaire though. Not yet. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets there one day. Um and hey, maybe a persona non grata at Barstool, but I, I, I would not be here without Dave Portnoy. He built that that company and that building. He rented out that building particularly where this podcast started. And Yeah, but Marty's a piece of shit, but like I shouldn't be a persona non grata. Like just bring me on. Oh yeah. Hey. Yo. Is this is this been your plan all along? Two hundred Marty, two hundred episodes in bus. ever since <laughs> ever since you got it got excited about Bitcoin again, I've just been throwing you under the bus. That is my plan. Hey. Yes. Yes. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Let's go. Let's go, Dave. I just we got I this. just hope when you get in there You just don't totally trash me, all right? I expect a little no, trashing. Of course not. Marty, you're my brother. I'm not gonna do that. I know, to you. I'm fucking with you. Don't be ridiculous. Have we been rambling I'm, too much? I'm the Trojan I'm the Trojan horse. I'm the Trojan horse. How many freaks are still listening at this point? If you are still listening. Freaks, we love you. Let us know. Peace and love. Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. Bitcoin.